The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Got an interesting one today for you. The company name is Titan Resources. Uh, its prospective uh, ASX code is T88. A lot of lucky numbers there. And uh, I say prospective because it's in the process of raising between $7 and $10 million through an offering at $0.20 cents a share. And it's a happening thing because it's underwritten to $7 million, which is the minimum subscription. We'll talk about the timetable a bit later on, but uh, let's jump into it. We have the Managing Director with us today, Noel Ong. Noel Ong is a uh, geologist of more than 30 years' experience and uh, in an industry that uh, lacks celebrities. So I think Noel won't mind me saying that he is a bit of a celebrity thanks to his... uh, Samso Investment House, where, among other things, he does coffee with Samso, um, a nice relaxed format for junior explorers and others to tell their story uh, with a bit of uh, background uh, from Noel because of his uh, geological background, making them uh, pretty uh, pretty important things to watch. So if you get a chance, go and have a look at uh, Coffee with Samso and uh, check out the, the website there. So, Noel. Tell me about Titan Resources. What's the background to the company? And give us a bit of a history of yourself at the same time, if you could. Yep, sure, Barry. Titan effectively was born out of a a company called Syngas Limited um, several years ago. Went through the old um, storyline of being uh, suspended. Um, Then we rebadged it. Then we delisted it. And we decided to take the structure into the new format, which is Titan Resources Limited to give right. existing shareholders the, the right forward. So that's that's where where the sort of corporate history from there. As for me, as you said, you know, I've been a geo um, or in the geological industry for 30 plus years. Um, my first job was um, part of the Bronze Wing Discovery fame. And then I moved on, fortunately, to the discovery of Merlin Diamond with Ashton Mining. And then I just stuck around with the juniors in the junior space mainly and finished up listing a company in 2010 called Sibiran Resources and ran that till 2017, of which then I stepped out and took a break and started Samso and now Titan Resources. Now, on a fully diluted basis, uh, Titan will have a, a market cap of between $18 million and uh, $21.5 million. So plenty of leverage there to expiration upside. Give us, uh, you've got... Uh, Three key projects, one in WA based on gold and polymetallic slash gold projects in South Australia. Let's start with the one in WA, Lake Bali. What you got? What, what have you got there and what's the thought behind that? Well, Lake Bali is uh, a salt lake and the tenements sort of bounds that whole lake. There is a uh, greenstone that sort of dives underneath that lake on the um, western side of it. And the sort of the theory behind that was... Let's have a look at what's underneath there and see what this greenstone is doing. 
Um, we know that there was a, a fault going uh, east-west that's um, displaced that a bit. But when we looked at the geophysics and we reprocessed that, we mean uh, Dave McSkimming, who's our exploration manager, uh, who is also the vendor of the highway projects in South Australia. So we, we sort of highlighted, he highlighted that the fact that there is probably more to it than just, you know, just simple greenstone underneath the lake system. So we did a more refined um, drone mag survey, which then highlighted basically uh, a few extensional zones, a displacement, um, which has really developed into sort of walk-up drill targets when we get our last bit of uh, heritage clearance. So that, that's sort of developed from, you know, a, a broad greenfield-type story into two definite walk-up drill targets. I mean, we're chasing something like a big bell. Uh, so hopefully we, you know, and it's fairly shallow target, probably about 150 metres down. So, you know, a, a program there would probably see something large. The idea is to look for something large because the focus obviously is on the highway. So we will test this and then we will, you know, quickly move away if th there's no sign of, you know, bigger stuff there. Has there been exploration on the lake before or are you getting the benefit of, uh, you know, people avoiding it because of the lake sediments? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that is um, the crux of the story, I think, Barry. Um, the, it's the lake. No one's really chased it. But of recent, as we all know, um, we're getting a lot of lake uh, sort of discoveries. I think that was the, that, that was the key thing that attracted me was uh, no one's been there. There's no drill holes. There's a bit of, you know, prospecting stuff. Um, but the the cost and the, um, the amount of work that was required to go test these kind of things has been sort of out of reach for a lot of people in the past. So, yeah, that was definitely the strategy. There's obviously been a lot of gold found under uh, WA lakes uh, in recent times, uh, in not so recent times, actually, and the techniques have uh, greatly improved. But I was just wondering, uh, your drilling program, when you get around to it, will you be on the lake itself or from the uh, shorelines? Uh, the two targets we've chose, obviously, um, for a strategy reasons is, is off the lake. The next one, we've got a tramp uh, about 120 metres to sort of an island, uh, and that's where the next drill pad will be. So, yeah, we, we're, you know, we're chasing a lake system, so we're trying to take baby steps into that. We're talking about a lake system, but uh, WA Lakes being a typical salt lake, what it's has water in it, what, once, once every 10, 15 years, something like that? Yeah, well, we've had a very wet season of late, so <laughs> uh, most of the lakes got water at the moment. So assuming the uh, raising goes uh, off as planned and uh, you list uh, before long, what's the? Uh, how quickly will you be out there drilling, you think? Oh, look, you know, everything going according to plan A, um, probably a couple of months, six weeks, um, that kind of space. Mm -hmm. So we just got a, a small bit to get over the, the heritage, which we said that, you know, we'll wait till we get confirmation that this is going to happen, and then we'll push the button. So six weeks to eight weeks is probably a realistic time frame. And just to place it in uh, people's minds, it's the, what the closest would be you and me, uh, about 65 kilometres southeast, where Rocks Resources has worked up a 3.2 million ounce resource. Uh, is that... The nearest mining camp to you guys? Yeah, well, you got the Payne's Fine stuff, which is to the west of that. And we're sort of in the middle between you and me, uh, Sandstone um, to the north. Then you've got um, 
Menzies to the east and Painsfine to the west. Okay, so great location. Yeah. Okay, so just to confirm, this will be the first time some of these targets under the lake sediments have been drilled? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's no one's been there. I mean, that area, as is pointed out, right, it's, it's full of activity all on the peripherals and obviously being a lake, and that's where everyone sort of avoided. But as you pointed out too, right, lots of discovery recently and off lake. So let's swing over to uh, South Australia, um, where you've got the highway project, about 190 k's north of Port Augusta and Challenger West, which is uh, obviously nice and close to the uh, Challenger Gold Mine, which I think yielded uh, more than 500,000 ounces at uh, very good grades. So let's start with highway prospect. What have you got there? The highway prospect is sort of a mineral system story. It's on the Sturt Highway. It sits in between what we know of as the Olympic IOCG belt and Guala Craton in a proper, as people understand it as, sort of in that middle where people can't say it's one or the other and they, it's a sort of a neglected area. You know, it's, it's aged at about 150 50 million years or 120 million years more than what it is today as we've... I'll, I'll sort of explain. So they've picked this up. Around 2020, uh, the South Australian government released a whole heap of information. He's reprocessed that, and his theory came up to be that this potentially could be very similar to the Olympic IOCG belt, prime for porphyry or an IOCG play. However, the big difference there was that the depth to, cut to basement is somewhere between zero and 50 for most of the reason, and in that area where he showed me, which is the Merino uh, Prospect area, it's somewhere between 0 to 20. And the key thing that we did there was he said, look, for us to prove this beyond doubt is that we need to do some um, age dating. And we did. So we did three of them. with we, we, sample, and One of the samples was in that Merino Prospect, and that's just like seven metres deep, right? So we're talking about next to no cover. And the age, there was three done. Um, one came back at 1658, which is pretty much on the dot. The rest is about 1625, 1630. Now, that, that sort of gives us that, that idea that, hey, we are tapping. We're, we're as I said, in a 120 million years difference from what people used to think of the area. And there's a historical drilling that's got 12 metres at like 600 ppm, molly, 17 metres at 300 so we know it's mineralized. We know there's metals in there. And however, the fact that it's shallow, um, they, they had an IP line that was done. So this was MIM trying to find the next Olympic dam in the 80s. And they obviously drilled, didn't see the hematite staining and things like that, and, and moved on. So, and then we are right next to the Woomera um, protective area as well. So it was not sort of a priority area for these guys. So they moved on. But what they have shown is that there's a geophysical target that's uh, there. They've drilled it, and they get they did get mineralization, just not ISCG type. But the the whole area is prime for you know probably porphyries type. So when people ask me, you know, what commodities are you guys chasing there? I said, well, we we are chasing a mineral system. We know we've got a mineral system there. Um, and some of the evidence in one of the studies that was done recently was one by CSIRO, where they did a sort of statewide, nationwide uh, hydrogeochemical survey. And they came up with certain areas that they said was prime for active hydrothermal activity. And the biggest circle of that, uh, in their report, I think it's figure 170, um, 
number five was smack bang on highway. Um, so we, we, if, if we talk about things that sort of makes you think that this is a, a fertile, potentially fertile endowed mineral system is that you've got all this hydrothermal activity, you've got structure, you've got mineralization that's already come out from historical drilling, you've got gravity surveys going up and down that, that second, and we've got 2,900 square kilometers of that whole package. Um, so you, you've got to sit back and think, well, you know, where have we got here? We, we just stumbled blindly into a, a new mineral province. So highway is, is all about that. Um, it's new area. It's like when people used to think the Yamana belt was not in doubt. You'll never find gold there. The H was wrong. Um, gold Road showed that they were wrong in 10 million ounces today. Um, they were very wrong. Um, Tropicana, Nova, Bollinger and the Fraser Range. And you just, then, then recently we got Julima, you know, 70Ks northeast of Perth. Who would have thought that would happen? Um, we know Havrion, all on these margins. Um, and and, and if, if our theory was proven to be correct, then we potentially be sitting on a margin of two technology blocks and everyone's chasing for that margin. You know, we all know that deep seated structure uh, uh, occurs along these uh, tectonic blocks and lo and behold, highway is that margin. I get the impression you're excited about this one. Oh yes. I mean, I've, I've looked at it and I said, I said, you know, if I was sitting across the table from someone describing what they've got there, I would be jealous. And importantly, uh, well, it's under thin cover and uh, the shallow depth, so no 1,000-metre holes for you testing this one. I mean, we all know how expensive that is and how small a drill rod is, whereas, you know, if, at, at, at Merino, let's say it's 20 metres, I could pepper two kilometres square and still probably cost less than that 500-metre uh, drill hole. Yeah, it's a wonder you're not out there already with a, a shovel and a, a wheelbarrow. Yeah, well... <laughs> Is that worked up to uh, drill target stage or is there more work to be done on the remote sensing? We, we, we've got three areas that once uh, uh, potential scan, uh, it's, it's a really, really hot uh, mag target and we know there's Honfell's been lobbed uh, around it. So hence we feel that that's probably a scan. So, but we, we want to do some more IP on that and just get more definition before we start um, peppering the place. Because we know this is going to be a marathon play, um, so we we need to we, we can make use of geophysics and geophysics today is so so good uh, compared to you know five ten years ago even. So we're going to use, try and use geophysics, and because it's shallow, it's going to pick up more definition, and the definition is going to be uh, more uh, sort of reliable in that sense. Um, so that will definitely that's definitely first port of call. And then we'll do the systematic way, you know. Now, given its uh, you know, potential province in the making sort of status, I was just wondering, uh, are you aware of who your neighbours might be in that part of the world? Um, yeah, well, we, we're right adjacent Indiana. So the funny thing with, with the whole South Australia is that um, companies hold very big ground. Marmota, Indiana, uh, Petroton to our north, um, and then you've got Barton sort of in there. And that's about the big list of major players, they hold, you know, thousands of square kilometres. Um, and to the to the um, east of us, you've got Warmera, then you've got the 
Olympic dams and the Promen Hills and the Terrapatinas. And so, you know, if, if we can show that we are part of that belt, then the, the possibility is endless. It's, we're not trying to say, hey, you know, we've got an Olympic dam there, but we're, at least we're tapping the same source. The grandchild of Olympic Dam would do me. That's right. We can't let it pass either. Um, you, where you are is a bit of a hot spot for rare earths nowadays too. Uh, any potential on your ground for these ionic clays? Oh, we, we, we had historical um, drilling uh, results. I think there was one metre at 300 and plus ppm TREO. We, we, we know we will definitely have that kind of sweet. Um, it's too early to tell, but... Uh, Indiana's shown that they've got the whole heap of stuff. Petrotrim to the top, same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you, if you imagine that you've got a, a, a mantle derived source that's 20 metres to the surface uh, and it's hot as we think it, it, it may be, um, rails would be right up there. But that's very much a secondary focus at the highway prospect at the moment. Yes, um, without doubt. I mean, we think that major part of that highway area is going to be, you know, in that copper gold space. I would have a guess if, it, you know, if I, I was a betting man. Um, so, and if we're tapping the same sources, you know, the guys are across the road onto the east end, then yeah, I mean, any of that metal could, is in play. We've got a big silver project to the south in Paris. Which is uh, back in the limelight with silver doing the right, silver price doing the right thing in the recent days. So it's taken off. So let's have a look at Challenger West. Uh, what's the plan there? Um, Challenger West is effectively trying to find another Challenger. Um, we picked up that area there, uh, sort of afterthought after finishing up picking up highway. Um, we've got a um, sort of a mag and gravity overlay and what we've noticed is that the deposits, including Chanji, all sit on the rim of that. So first thought, obviously, is to test that, as we do in exploration, um, and see what we got. So it, it's virgin territory out there. There's hardly any work there. You'd be surprised. You know, Challenger is, you know, historically sort of a, the greatest sort of blind discovery in the 90s. And you could draw a line across you know, nearly 300 um, kilometres and no one's done anything there. Apart from Tyrone, they picked up a few stuff there. They've shown that there's um, Challenger-like deposits already. So um, interestingly, the Mines Department uh, stopped anyone from picking land up not long after we did um, because I think they're about to release some new data or something like that. But, yeah, so that's uh, sort of a... Um, a pie in the sky for us, a bit like a Lake Bali discovery um, of prospectivity. Uh, in my reading of the prospectus, came across Challenger West. It talked about the gravity ridges to the west of Challenger being important. Can you just explain to listeners why that uh, is considered important? Yeah, that's more of a uh, inference when we see, as I was saying before, that we can see the major deposits being um, those the um, prospects that Tirana discovered. Um, you know, campfire bore and all those kind of things, and change. they sit on that rim. So we we feel that there is a, an association with that. So that is what we're going to be trying to chase when we are on the ground uh, to see the analogy from there, because it's it's fairly decent cover there, um, and the discovery has been you know for Tarana, um, 
through through that cover. So, yeah, it's more of an inference of prospectivity that we, we see. And as you know, um, that's how mineral, mineral exploration works. Now, I think we should uh, have a look at the timetable for this offering. Um, so you've lodged... Um... Uh, filling up nicely, I take it, and uh, if all goes well, November, November listing, is that the plan? The plan, yeah, uh, apparently um, November the 4th is the plan date, plan A date for for listing, uh, and we'll close it on the 21st of October. So fingers crossed that will be plan A and the only plan. Interested investors should be making contact with, uh, you've got a lead manager. Yep, we have Sand Lamb uh, in Melbourne, who's the lead manager. And obviously, you guys, everyone can sort of download the prospectus on our website. Well, an interesting one. Nice mix of projects in there for sure, particularly for a company that will start out with uh, at the maximum raise of, uh, with a market cap of only $21.5 million. So unfortunately, we've run out of time today, Noel. So good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest. Nice to have a new explorer out there. All right. Thank you, Mary. Cheers.